right, what's up, people? You're behind the mic with Mike, your host, Mike Neal Jr. The day after the Light Brothers have recorded their first episode in a couple of weeks, but we did it yesterday. It will be available today, and I had to do this to clear some things up. It's basically me, oh, it's an amendment for the owners that we talked about on yesterday. Um, pretty much it started with a tweet from Andrew Brandt that we saw earlier in the week, I believe it was. And the tweet basically said, has any team owner endorsed Goodell video supporting peaceful protests? And Mike Freeman replied, Jerry, Drone, Jerry Jones is quiet AF. And we established yesterday, Joe and I, that uh, not only that tweet, but Jerry Jones is the owner that you think of. When you think about ownership in sports, you are go right to Jerry Jones because he is the owner of owners. And we know that Goodell, um, that that is who Goodell works for Jerry Jones and all of the other 31 owners. But Jerry Jones is the man, okay? And he has a lot of influence. But the thing is, re the reason for this quick cast that I'm putting out there today is to clear up some things that we said on yesterday. We got on a lot of the owners. The only owner that we actually came out and said actually has made a statement. And we're talking about the George Floyd killing, the George Floyd murder by Minneapolis police and how teams have responded, how people have responded. And it's been a really good response. Let's just be clear. We have to start somewhere. Okay. In the wake of George Floyd's death and you had Armand Aubrey, Breonna Taylor, Alton Sterling, and countless others that have been senselessly killed, whether by police or by others, and mostly by police, and these things have been captured on film, or we've either heard about these things, um, whether the, the, the cameras were on with the, the cop cams, the body cams, or someone's cell phone, or whatnot. And sometimes we haven't had video of everything. We just have the account, the statements that have been made. And clearly, there have been cops for years that have gotten over on killing of people in general, not just blacks, but the blacks often stick out. Again, I watched the OJ documentary um, for the umpteenth time a couple of months ago, and this is before all of these things happened. And then when it gets to the Rodney King beating and how those cops pretty much got off scot-free, it's ridiculous. And the whole thing was recorded. Now, was he drunk and a little unruly? Yeah, but it didn't merit him getting beat down like a dog or like anything. He wouldn't even beat a dog like that, just to be clear, to be frank. And it was ridiculous. But with all of these things, I, I came across an article uh, that was written by ESPN's Turin Davenport. And this is back on Thursday. And what we, as the African-American community, as people, okay, not just a community, but as people, we, we want to see, and I believe the athletes as well as the people themselves, they want to see 
that there is a willingness to listen. That's what we want if you're talking about sports, because this is a sports podcast. And matter of fact, this is an all sports pod. But look, this is a different thing that's going on right now. And I have to address it and I have to pretty much fix what we said. I want to give credit to whom and where it is due. Okay. That's what we want. We want a willingness to listen, shown from owners, from players, you know, front office people, uh, as well as just people in general, fans. We want to see that you're willing to listen because during the Colin Kaepernick saga, during the whole kneeling thing, all we heard was you hearing from us, blah, 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 you're disrespecting the flag, blah, 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 stick to sports. And that's that kind of talk cannot continue. Because when it does, that means you're not listening. You're not trying to hear what we are saying. You're not trying to hear our point. All you're doing is listening, waiting to talk. You just throw all of the facts out that you just heard of them been, or have been shown to you. And then you bypass all of that to pretty much reiterate your point. You're disrespecting the flag or look act better or do better. And look, <laughs> you're not listening. So as we established on yesterday, on last night during the podcast, do you hear us now? Do you understand now? And you have a man that is kneeled upon for no reason for eight minutes and 46 seconds by four officers. And the one that we seen with his knee on the neck I don't even, I do not know how to say his last name, Derek Chavron, whatever, with his hands in his pockets, chilling, knowing that he's being videotaped, finding out later that, again, he knew George Floyd and they used to work together. It was a senseless killing. And now the, the good thing that we said this after, um, afterwards is that he shouldn't be a martyr. It shouldn't have to come down to this, but he's going to be a martyr. And it's a martyr a lot of times is more powerful dead than alive. And someone's, someone's, excuse me, that was my phone. Someone that dies and becomes more powerful in death than in life, that pretty much spreads all over the country, all over the world, you're seeing everyone all over the place that are going Black Lives Matter. Hopefully this doesn't die out because, look, the flashlight is on the police. The flashlight is on racism. The flashlight is on. Now, again, like I said yesterday, it shouldn't have to come down to this. We've been saying these things, but you haven't been willing to listen. But we have to start somewhere. And I'm glad to see some things moving. And again, when you don't listen, that's when people protest. Or that's when violence can happen back. We keep getting hit and we keep going to people and saying, look, this is happening. Please stop it. And you don't listen. And then when we go back and retaliate, then we're in trouble. So these are the kind of things that we're talking about. NFL, Roger, uh, NFL commissioner Roger Goodell put out a video and basically said, you know, responding to the NFL players commercial, their video in that we will not 
stand for this and we need you to listen and that our lives matter. Black lives matter. Yes, all life matters. But at the same time, you know, we need you to see where you were wrong, NFL. Goodell came out with a video and I commend him for it. Now, some people didn't like that he didn't specifically apologize to Colin Kaepernick because he clearly was blackballed. That's clear. Okay. And when I say, um, I'm, I'm talking about everyone that has ever voiced we're being treated unfairly. It's the same thing with Kaepernick. Trump made it about the flag. And then those who pretty much kind of agree with, I guess, some of the things that happened to us as, as African-Americans or any minority, then they follow right behind them or those who could care less. And, you know, like I said, the flag isn't about the military. It really doesn't have anything to do with the military. It's representative of the country. And when you have a country um, that has a flag that's supposed to represent freedom and, and, and goodness and we're on top, well, there's some flaws in there because we, although we're supposed to be up under this flag, we're not afforded those same benefits as those who are Caucasian. Um, or whatnot. I mean, shoot, women, I don't care what color you are, not all women are treated fairly either. I mean, they all, we all have something um, to, to, to gripe about when it comes down to this country. And right now, that is what it's about. It's about the racism and all of those things that have continued to prevail moving forward. So, I mean, that, that's just, it, and it's bad. So NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell basically issued a video statement saying that the league had been wrong for not listening to NFL players earlier. And he also encouraged all to speak out and peacefully protest he supported those players and from the article most owners support Goodell in that video but very few have spoken up again we said okay uh of course we started with Jerry Jones uh and he's Joe's a Cowboys fan I mean what are you going to do but the thing is uh we talked about Okay, Arthur Blank, he did issue a statement. He did. Uh, he did make a statement and say that uh, he wanted to be a part of the solution and that he called for unity and equality as well as fairness. He's with his players. And again, with him being there in Atlanta, I mean, uh, that's the black capital of the world. Um, it's not so much that you don't want to feel like you have to make a statement, but we do want it to be from the heart, but you have to, I mean, if you're the owner, you want some, you want to have that support. And I think if you have, let's just say, if you have the mentality of Donald Sterling, the former owner of the LA Clippers, then okay, just don't say anything at all. Then let us find you out. And then eventually you have to come off of that team. And then we move forward with someone who actually has some sense. That's the way I'll put it, all right? 
So there have there have been other owners and plus one president uh, that has said things. Okay, Amy Adams Strunk right here with the Tennessee Titans. She actually said some things. She made a statement herself already. Okay, and keep in mind these statements. Some of these statements they were made before the video of Goodell came out. Keep that in mind. Um, Arthur Blank was one of those early ones. His came out what uh, May thirty first. Amy Adams Strunk of the Tennessee Titans said, quote, I support our players using peaceful protests and their platforms to advance us to as a nation. Excuse me. I would encourage those who haven't thought about these issues before to understand the pain, anger and frustration of the black community. Black lives matter. We should all agree on that. OK, that was part of her statement. OK, then there's the one that to me was the most interesting Jacksonville, Jacksonville Jaguars owner, Shad Khan. Now, Shad Khan, he was the first minority owner of an NFL franchise. This is back in 2012. All right. He wrote a, uh, a piece on the Jacksonville Jaguars team website. He talked about issues in the country, George Floyd, the black community, as well as his goals for change, his support of the black community. Um, and this is a man who is a Muslim American. Okay. And he also talked about in that piece, the prejudice and the discrimination that he has experienced and still goes through. Okay. He owns the Jaguars and of the English premier league, Fulham FC, Fulham football club in the English premier league. Now, if you don't know anything about soccer or football, Okay, you have to understand the overseas, they can be just as bad. All right. They are really they can be really bad at soccer matches. Okay, they're not games, they're matches. And the um the racist remarks that are made uh against the players to the players, you know, anyone in that stadium is really bad. We talked about yesterday yesterday about the Boston Red Sox saying that the Tory Hunter. Uh, experience was real. Torrey Hunter basically had a no trade clause in his contract to never, ever, ever be traded to the Boston Red Sox. And he expressed that he wanted to be traded to the Boston Red Sox. He wanted to play, excuse me, with the Boston Red Sox. But he never did want to actually go because of the racial issues, the racial um, slurs uh, that he had, the, the racism that he experienced while being at that ballpark from the fans and again, the, not just the fans, but the employees that actually work there experience the same things. So these, these kind of things that, I mean, they're out there in the world. It's 2020. Okay. It's out there and, and it's, it happens. Okay. Uh, back to Shad Khan, a uh, part of this, is just part of um, one of the quotes from his, a fairly lengthy statement, his piece that he wrote, quote, racism in all its forms will kill. It kills people. It kills communities. It kills dreams. It kills hope. He wants to see change. And this is a man who has a unique perspective that he can speak from because being a Muslim American, I said, it's not just blacks. Okay. Yeah. Asians. Yeah. You know what I watched the other day? It was really, really interesting. Um, I didn't watch the whole movie, but it 
trips me out every time I watch it. Um, have you ever seen Twilight Zone, the movie? I think it's like 1982 or something like that. 81, 82, 83, somewhere in there. And um, one of the first stories, you know, they kind of dice up uh, the movie in different story segments. And the actual first lengthy story was one that was played by um, now deceased actor Vic Morrow. He was killed actually during the making of that, of that movie during the final scene. Um, and it, it was a helicopter accident. It was pretty brutal. The worst accident in movie history, by the way. Look it up. Um, but Vic Morrow's character was mad that a Jewish man got a job promotion in front of him. And as a white man, he was really mad about it. He went to a bar, met up with two friends. There were some black men that were sitting in the vicinity next to them as well, as well as other people around them. And he started going all off about Jews um, and about blacks as well as Asians. And uh, he was calling them all kind of racial epithets, all kind of racial names, um, derogatory names and things. He was, he was really, really mad. And um, it was really interesting that I hear that, I see that now. And you kind of, I mean, you, I've always listened to it from that perspective, especially since I've been older and everything that's going on in the country. This is in the early 80s. And it's not like people have changed totally, but I think there's been a lot of of that old school way of thinking that has been filtered out over the years. It still is alive and well. All right. And it's still in some dark corners. And then some of it is displayed in a different way where they um, where people are discriminated against. Uh, it, just name it, whether it's jobs or schools or communities. But, you know, the, the stuff is still alive and well and, and, and it needs to be stamped out. All right. And speaking of the deep south and where a lot of that stuff is happening, it happens everywhere. OK, um, New Orleans Saints. Uh, owner Gail Benson. She not only owns the New Orleans Saints, but also the Pelicans of the NBA. She was one of the first to actually re release a statement. Okay. And in that statement, she expressed her sorrow, her, you know, being upset over the killing of George Floyd. And she also called for change. She is a supporter of peaceful protest. And she does more than that. She actually has an organization, Social Justice Leadership Coalition. And she has met with and worked with linebacker of the Saints, Demario Davis. Um, also, she's all, uh, recently met with Lonzo Ball and J.J. Reddick of the Pelicans to talk about these changes, okay, that need to be made, trying to uh, not just making don donations, but these people actually have things like Gail Benson set up to help to make some change, all right, giving a voice where there is none giving help. These, this is the kind of help that we're talking about. And again, the reason why I'm doing this small pod is because I have to recognize what we missed on yesterday's show. Okay. I'm like, what, 18 minutes in, <laughs> I don't think I made it clear why I'm doing this. We, we talked about Arthur Blank briefly, but we were on the owners trying to figure out, okay, when are the owners going to really say anything? We were talking about the NFL owners, but there have been others in the sports world that have voiced um, their displeasure, their, their um, being upset over what's going on right now. Um, again, you have to start somewhere. Gail Benson also says, quote, this is not about making statements just to appease people. All right. This is not about making statements to appease people. 
This is about making a difference and working together. That right there, that statement right there is what needs to happen across the board. Every league, uh, every person, every business, because if you're a bit again, if you're a business or a person that supports racial injustice, OK, if you're a person or a business that is racist or, or has those um, those kind of feelings towards minorities, not just blacks, then I, I want you to be exposed. Do not put out a statement. Please don't put out a statement. I want you to be exposed. I want you to show us your true colors because that's where we need to get rid of you. You need to be out of the picture or we at least want to see you change. I would like to see you change. Okay. I'd like to, you to hear. Okay. Some people, they, they don't want to hear. They just listen and wait for their opportunity to, to talk. They're not actually listening. They're not, they're not getting it. They don't want to get it. <laughs> Some of them. All right. Green Bay Packers president, Mark Murphy. Again, the Green Bay Packers, they're not owned by an owner. Okay, it, this is a, a group effort with the Green Bay Packers. Murphy says, quote, the Packers support this desire, um, basically for change. We will be working with our players to make a $250,000 donation to Wisconsin causes that support social justice and racial equality and announcing the donations in the near future. Okay, he also says later on that he and his wife will also be donating $250,000 from their own household for Wisconsin social justice groups. And quote, the donations will help, but we also must continue to educate ourselves and live our lives in accordance with what we proclaim on social media. I will do my best to live up to that goal. That Again, that's President Mark Murphy of the Green Bay Packers. Again, that's the kind of statements that we need to see. Now we need to see the action. We need to, we, we want to see those statements. We want to hear those words, but we need to put this thing into action. It's about fairness. Okay. It's about fairness. Um, I didn't do my research on this one, just to be honest, but I pulled this um, from an article that basically, uh, and I, I read this earlier as well, but uh, Carolina owner Dave Tepper, uh, they cut ties with the Panthers, cut ties with their long term partner, CPI Security, um, because of the comments made by their CEO, Ken Gill, uh, who basically downplayed police brutality against people of color. That's bad. I mean, if you're not going to, um, say anything in support, you're probably best not say anything at all. But again, what did I just get through saying? Please show us your true colors and then be gone. You see what I mean? Baltimore Ravens, he becomes the latest, according to another ESPN article that I saw this morning. Um, Steve Bashadi of the Baltimore Ravens says, quote, being quiet isn't an option, not for me, not for our organization, end quote. I mean, he had a um, a long 10-minute statement that he made on the Baltimore Ravens Twitter account on, in a video that they made. Um, and he also says, uh, quote, to, st to say stick to sports is the worst possible thing that you can feel and say. 
uh, end quote. Besides, he said that, quote, if my players, both white and black, don't speak about this injustice to their communities, then they're sellouts or hypocrites. And that's exactly how people would look at them, too. Um, if they uh, if I don't defend my players, then I'm the worst kind of hypocrite. Bashadi, all kudos to him. Being a Steelers fan, I mean, I, I respect him as an owner. That organization is great, period. All right, they know what they're doing there. And it's good to see that. Uh, and matter of fact, as far as the Kaepernick thing, the cat was going to get a chance in Baltimore. His girlfriend ruined that one with the, um, with the I think it was a tweet or whatnot or whatever it was that she sent out. She kind of ruined that opportunity. Um, <laughs> uh, he could have been in Baltimore. Looked like he was well on his way, but that's another story. Um, he made another statement in his video. It also says, quote, ask the uncomfortable questions and you will come to the conclusion. I hope that I have that you don't say I hope that I have that you don't feel it enough and you don't live it enough. If you're not willing to say it, black lives matter. He's also pledged a million for social justice reform in Baltimore. Um, and a lot of, again, a lot of the players, coaches and GMs, um, they've joined in and they've done these things uh, over the past couple of weeks. And some have been doing it much longer than that, but all in all, we want to see these kind of things happen with the with not just players, uh, black players, because they're going to do it right. Uh, we want to see it with their Caucasian counterparts. We want to see them with their Caucasian teammates, as well as their coaches, as well as their uh, the the GMs, the owners. Okay, they have to care about this thing, and it goes all the way back to Kaepernick, to where it goes further than that, but. It goes all the way back to Colin Kaepernick when he was what he was kneeling for. It had nothing to do about the flag. It was about what the flag represented. The flag represents not a country of freedom. Yes, we're free, but we're not free even within this freedom that, you know, everyone claims that we have. It's like, if you don't like it, then move. Are you serious? Seriously? You know, those kind of things that shows where, where your mind is. What we want is change, period, point blank. That's what we want, change. We've, have to, we've had to deal with this for hundreds of years. And look, it just doesn't make sense to allow it to continue. It's not like you don't know it, but sometimes you have no idea what it's like to walk in uh, an African-American or a minority's shoes. It's just... <laughs> it's one of those things where you don't necessarily you can't live it necessarily i watched what the first batman the other day and i'm not talking about the one with jack nicholson i'm talking about the christian bell batman begins and Chris, christian bell's character bruce wayne he, before he was batman what he decided to do because he didn't know how to handle being what um, uh, he didn't know how to handle crime and things like that because he was really upset over his parents being killed and they were rich. Okay. They were rich beyond words, rich. Um, you couldn't spend all of their money rich. 
And it's like Chris Rock said in the movie Head of State, how can you talk about, you know, poverty if you've never been poor or broke? You know, how can you and, and, and it's just one of those things. If you don't know what it's like, then you can't really speak on it. But you have to hear what they're saying and give the help that is needed. Some people come around and they say, hey, look, you know, what can I do? I've heard um, some folks come up to some of my black friends and they or my sisters uh, or brothers and say, what can I do to help? Just support. Just support. That's all we want you to support us. And when something is wrong, point it out. Again, I had this conversation um, going back and forth during one of my classes when I sent a uh, I had a discussion post that I had to make. And my my instructor didn't necessarily agree with me, but I said it, uh, it. I said it in a way where I thought that she would understand. I said, without some Caucasian help, we wouldn't have gotten to the point where we are right now. And she basically said she disagreed because we basically did just fine with the black leaders that we had in those days. No, 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 no. You have to understand that there are some, whether named or unnamed, that helped out with those movements. And without, let's put it like this. If you blame these problems on those who are white, if those who are white, Caucasian, if the Caucasian people do not change their minds about the way they think, that part problem does not be, it's not gonna be solved. We can't force anybody to do anything. They have to want to make the change, number one, and once they make that change, they have to help their their uh, their fellow Caucasian brothers and sisters to have the same thought. Again, racism is taught, okay? Or it is learned. It's not something you're born with, okay? Someone has to tell you or you watch others say that that person is lesser than you because of the color of their skin. That's not right, period. And so that's all I'm, I wanted to do today. I wanted to pretty much expound on um, what we talked about yesterday. And I was wrong for, I'll say that we, Joe and I, we were wrong for saying, because he clearly didn't know either. I hadn't been paying a whole lot of attention um, as I should have been because I've been hurt uh, and rehabbing and things. And I've been keeping up with things, but I haven't been digging the way that I normally dig with my information and keeping up with all the stories and for us to make basically the statement that we haven't heard or seen any other owners when we have one right up under our nose with Adam, um, excuse me, uh, <clears throat> with uh, Amy Adams Strunk, the owner of the Tennessee Titans. She's right here up on our nose and has made a statement about these things. And we basically said that no other owners outside of Arthur Blank have said anything in support. So, um, hey, that that's what it is. You had those who made statements before Goodell's video. You've had a couple after, but there's still more. There's still more. <laughs> right now, uh, in front of me, I only see, what, five names, six names. Uh, Biscotti, oh, excuse me, Bishotti, Mark Murphy, Gail Benson, uh, Amy Adams, uh, Shrunk, Shrunk, and uh, Shai Khan. So, that's only five names that I've named right here that have said that we know that have said something. And although the piece written by Turin um, 
Davenport of ESPN says that most owners support Goodell. He also said that few have actually spoken up. Not a lot of them have spoken have, have spoken up about the video in support. So I do still think that, yeah, they're kind of looking at each other and who's going to go first. Some some of them are. Well, obviously, most of them are. So if you have if you have 32 owners, uh, then you still have a lot, uh, a whole lot left that have to step up to the plate. And yes, we would like to see Jerry Jones say something, but there's so many more that need to do the exact same thing. All right. That's going to be all. Again, you are on the mic with Mike Neal with Mike. We'll see you next time. Out. Out.